Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here alongside Ethan Cardwell. Cards, what's going on? You're having some car trouble today or what? Yeah, a bit of a gong show, actually. So, you know, just wake up, go to morning skate like normal, like uh, workout, car's fine and everything. And then, you know, get the, you got the old Jeep, right? So, got a uh, little bit of troubles here and there. You know, I've gotten... Uh, a few new parts over its lifetime. It's a 2013 or 2012 Jeep Wrangler. So it's been a bit of a battle, but you know what? It's uh, it's a beauty of a car. So, you know, I'm going to have to ride it out, but it looks like I need a new starter. Um, so then I get to the skate and ready to go home at the end of the day, four o'clock. It's almost dark out. Just, just want to get home, get out of the cold. And sure enough, you know what? The, uh, the starter won't fire up. So car is stuck at the uh saddle on arena for the night and uh we'll, we'll figure it out uh, from there tomorrow i gotta get my mom's help and figure out a body shop you know i'm not i'm not that advanced yet i can't figure that stuff out on my own did you try to jump it yeah we we tried to jump it um punnett was going under the car he's like a mechanic so he was northern guy he, he was playing around with it yeah, northern guy he got got all dirty even for it. I was like, there's no way I'd be doing that. But you know what? It's each their own. I'm just uh, grateful for the help. And he's helped me out with CAA tomorrow too. So looking forward nice. to it. Cheers, Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when's your break? When are you back home? Um, we get off on the 18th, right? So we play – we have a 3-3 three and three this weekend, actually. We play um, Sudbury at home. So it's their first game actually off COVID too. Um, okay. So – I don't know. You saw last year, though, like some of the teams who came out of protocol were kind of buzzing, like they had energy and stuff. Like hopefully uh, Sudbury's the same way. They come out with jump. Can't wait for that game. So going to uh, play JT. That's actually another thing we should probably talk about on the pod. Um, it's kind of unfortunate what happened to him. I don't know if you heard yet. You did, right? I don't know anything other than that he got COVID. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. So he had COVID, right? And uh, he – you know he like got selected for the World Junior Camp, eh? Oh yeah, the, about the World Jays. Yeah, I heard about that. Well, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going for the listeners who haven't. Yeah, so two-time guest of the podcast, Jack Thompson, signed by the Tampa Bay Lightning and a World Junior invitee this year. Um, kind of got screwed over by I think the uh, the length of the quarantine and stuff like that, and it just didn't work. Uh, kind of terrible timing with with how it went down and everything, and then it just wasn't. Uh, things didn't fall into place and he, he had to quarantine when they had to be at camp and stuff like that. So for all those reasons, he is kind of kept out of world junior selection camp. And I think he had a great chance of making the team too. Obviously team Canada has a lot of left-handed D all left-handed D I might say. Yeah. So I think, I think we're going to talk about it later on in the, in the episode of the world juniors, but kind of just disappointment there. Obviously you can't control COVID or anything like that, but, uh, that's a tough fall for him. I, I feel bad for him, but you know what? I, I think it'll help him. He'll just tear up the OHL instead. Uh, I feel for him hard, man. That's brutal. When we had him on 50th episode, um, we were talking about it saying he's, he has a really, really good chance of making it. And it's, that's crushing man for him. I feel for him a lot. That's, that's terrible. Um, yeah. Now, actually, but back to when I'm off. Yeah. So yeah. then we play in uh, Kingston on friday and kingston just shut down their restaurants and stuff too so who knows what we'll see there like um probably gonna be like quarantined in our room in the hotel or actually no we're staying in ottawa but um 
I'll be interested to see if they'll still have fans at the games and stuff. If they can't go to restaurants, I don't know like what they'll be able to do with hockey, uh, hockey arenas and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll have to see on that, but, and then Ottawa the following day. And then from there, it's our break and oh, we're off all the way till uh, boxing day. So it's kind of nice. So when do you return back the 27th boxing day, 26th. That's when you go back. Yeah, yeah, we have to go. I'm well. We play on the 28th, so I'm assuming we'll practice at night on the 26th, and yeah. then full day 27th, and then get back into it. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say going back, going back to the car stuff. I'm taking my car in to I don't want to say where it is, no free ads, but to the place in Whippy where you know I go um, on the 27th. <laughs> and if you were if you're around there, I was gonna say we maybe go rip the Royal Oak or something, but. Uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll see. We'll see how uh, maybe you'll have to text Marty and see how generous he wants to be with our break. <laughs> that we can make that possible. So Marty, 10th in all time OHL wins. You see that? Yeah, we did. Uh, we got him, gave him the puck after the game and stuff. So that's pretty cool, man. I didn't even realize he was like that, like up there in that list and stuff. And then all out of nowhere, like the day before the game, like our social media guy came up to me and Allison. He's like, hey, by the way, like, after the game if you guys want to keep the puck like he's 10th all time and I was looking at the list too it looks like if, if we can get a few more wins for him this year we'll he'll move up to ninth before the end of the season and then and then he got some some more years to log before he go up to eight but now I'm happy for him obviously he's a great coach so well deserving yeah that, that, that's pretty sick now um let's let's explain what's going on with the pod this week we got no guests do you want to explain yeah, I can explain. Um, I mean, we're going to get more into like all the COVID and stuff going on in the NHL right now. So not going to disclose who our guest was this week, but it's kind of going through the COVID protocols and stuff like that. So wasn't able to uh, kind of figure out the timing for this week and the episode and stuff. And I know we have my good buddy and teammate here and Barry coming on, I think for next week's episode. And we'll, we'll hear from him live from, uh, red deer in the the world junior bubble that he'll be in but uh are you gonna drop the name or no yeah oscar olsen yeah we'll, we'll get him on. Hanging. yeah so we got the swede so he's he's doing his english lessons making sure he's all sharp for uh for, for the pod but yeah that's that's our situation this week um so you know what we're just gonna sit on here and kind of talk about hockey talk about what's going on in life and uh just see how this one goes we'll kind of get feedback from from the fans this week and kind of understand what you guys want to hear like if you don't mind these episodes maybe we can mix them in more you know yeah i actually i'm excited at the chance to just sit and talk for like 45 an hour however long and um hopefully the listeners like it but yeah we're definitely open to feedback good and bad now i i was texting you today cards that i had an idea and it, it works out because now we'll do it for this episode but it was something i want to do well, I want to talk to you about it to do it for every episode. Now, just a little behind the scenes for the listeners. I was going to call Cardi and talk about this with him, not on the podcast, but we're just, we're letting it all out there on the pod this week. So the idea is um, headlines is essentially what it is. We, I just pick a couple of headlines or you pick a couple of headlines and we just, we're not like breaking news or doing anything like that, but we just pick some hockey headlines or whatever's going on in the world maybe like five or six a week. And we just talk about that, whatever it is, whatever headline um, we want. Like, what do you think about that? And I have a couple yeah. for, for this episode. Yeah. I like that. Actually. I saw the ones you picked out in the, in the outline for this one. So you know what? I like that. Uh, I like that idea a lot. And I think it's, it's good for at the start of our episodes. Normally when we'll have a guest, it'll be like 
a nice little kind of hockey talk to to lead us into the episode and get rolling with the guests. But yeah, I like that. And I think uh, it's good. So I guess we're rolling right into that now. eh? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I want to say too, like, and it doesn't even have to be hot, anything going on in the world. Like there will be some hockey ones, but if there's anything worth talking about in the world, we'll, we'll definitely throw it in there. But, and the one thing I did want to address too is because I've said it a couple of times on the podcast, we don't want to be a news podcast. So I'm kind of stressing, like we're not breaking news. We're not like bringing out any news. It's just stuff that's already in the news headlines and we'll just kind of give our take. Um, yeah. Since we're such hockey insiders. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, yeah, we can, we can get into the first one now. Um, I noted down on the first one, Connor Bedard makes Canada world junior team. Uh, only Gretzky, Lindro, Spezza, Bomeister, Crosby, and McDavid have played for Canada at 16. So some big company that he's in with now. Um, you want to, you want to give your take? Yeah, I think, I think it's a great pick. I think it was one that kind of had to happen for Canada um, with all the hype surround, surrounding Bedard for next year's draft. And Wright was obviously going to make the team this year as uh, he's going to, he'll be first overall this year. So to have those guys on the team, they're going to be wearing cages, obviously. So that's a little funny, but uh, no, I, I think it was, he's, he's deserving, right? Every time he's been at team Canada, he's put on a show um, everyone saw him in Texas at the U18s this year on uh, Clarkie's team when they won gold there. And he was a rock star there. He played uh, unbelievable every night. So I think by way of how Hockey Canada works, I think it's by reputation and how you've done in the past with them and stuff. So he's obviously a superstar talent and was bound to make the team, even though like he's had a little bit of a slow start in the WHL this year compared to yeah, I was going to say, still a good start, but compared to last year, yeah. Yeah, bro, he had 28 points in 15 games as a 15-year-old in the WHL. <laughs> so, obviously, but, like, honestly, man, like, I feel like Hockey Canada, too. Like, they know he did that at 15. They know he can do it now. So, like, it's not necessarily, like, is – they're not looking for, like, is he putting up the numbers. I feel like they're just looking for, like, can he play the – hockey Canada style game that we've seen him do at the U18s and previous tournaments can he do that at the world junior level and obviously he can and he will we're gonna see that so what do you what do you um sorry finish your thought no what do you think well just at camp he made it like I feel like he wasn't a lock going in but in the two games against the U sport team and stuff he I think he led Canada's camp in points in the two games so he kind of showed I'm the best player at camp right now based on, based on those two games, just in terms of putting up numbers. Um, now I don't know much in terms of his play away from the puck. I just saw that, the, that he got like five points in two games or whatever, which um, you can't, can't deny the numbers. So I think, you know, I think he was a question mark going in, but it was those, those games at camp that really made him a, a lock for the team. So I, I think he'll be a, a good player, man, ba- just based off how nasty he was in the camp. I think he'll be dominant against, the best juniors in the world. Yeah. And you got to remember too, like those guys in the U sports team, some of them are like 24 and stuff. So yeah, he's playing, he was playing against like bigger men than he will at the world juniors. And I feel like it'll all depend on where he's slotted in the lineup too. Mm-hmm. If he's going to play the fourth line, no minutes role, but it, you know what Canada always see, maybe if he's that 13th forward, Canada always seems to have some magic like Tomasino last year and guys like that in the past bars. I think might've done it. I'm not sure, but, um, but yeah, there's always a hero. So we'll have to see where he slots in the lineup and kind of go from there, but we'll get more into depth in the world juniors as they uh, progress. Yeah. So either way, whether he plays, whether he doesn't a lot, like whatever, it's nasty that he's on that list with those guys. 
So mm -hmm. that's pretty exciting for him and for Canada. Now, on the topic of international hockey, our next headline here, COVID seriously threatening NHL players going to the Olympics. Now, we've already seen in the NHL right now just lots of people, lots of players going into the COVID protocol, a lot of games being postponed. Now, even with the, the rules, so for some background for the listeners who don't know, there's um, there's rules in place where if you test positive in the Olympic bubble there, then you might have to stay in China for three to five weeks before you can even return um, in isolation before you can even return to back to North America. Um, so that's kind of deterring a lot of players from even wanting to go. Uh, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think the NHL is going to end up going? Do you think it's not going to happen? What, like, what do you think? Yeah, man, like I'm a big Twitter guy. I assume you are too. It's kind of where I get most of my news and stuff. And I, I've seen some big names like tweeting, like sports could be coming to a close here. Like things could be shutting down. And obviously like we're all seeing it unfold right now in the world. Like it's not looking great, but um, I don't, I don't personally, I don't think the NHL is going to go. Um, and I don't, I don't know if the, how many players would go anyway. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, it's hard to, to put that much at risk, like five weeks away from your NHL club, kind of like getting ready. Like that's towards the end of the season. No, like, like at least it, it's past midway that they'll be going there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, February. So yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just feel like it just doesn't make enough sense for them to go this year. And then with COVID and everything and them going so far and then that potential five weeks, like imagine an NHL player coming back into like the key time of the season off a five week quarantine in a hotel room in a different country. Like yeah. I, I just don't, I don't see how he could translate his game and pick it up that quickly. Like, what do you think? I agree with everything you said. I mean, if you're stuck in a hotel room for that long, you're not hitting the ice, you're not doing anything. Maybe you get the bike. Like, I don't know. It's going to be tough to pick like get back into that game speed at that point in the season. And the other thing is what you said is I agree that I don't think the NHL players are going to go. I think, I mean, you already saw Robin Leonard tweeted publicly saying he's not going to go. Um, he doesn't think it's good for his mental health if he ends up stuck there and um, he's making the decision to stay, um, take the Olympic break and just, you know, do whatever and get back to hockey after the break and keep going. Um, as well, I just think that a lot of, I, I've heard a lot of players are saying they don't want to go. Um, and it's a matter of, I think the NHLPA might come together completely and say we're not going. And in which case I've seen also all over Twitter that former guest of the pod, Phil Maia, will make that Olympic team if the NHL players don't go, which is kind of cool because we can get him back on. Um, anyway, a lot of uncertainty there. We'll, we'll, I guess, keep everyone informed on our, on our takes on, on how that develops. Another one kind of just came down the last couple of days, but Ben Bishop's career, NHL career is over because of a knee injury. Uh, he hasn't played in a while. 35 years old, 11 NHL seasons, and uh, the big six-foot-seven goalie is, is retiring. So he had the, today the retirement kind of press conference with his family there, and the teammates came out to take pictures with him and stuff. So, you know, he's a guy who uh, – he's just a beast. He was nasty in the NHL. He was sick with Tampa, obviously, with Dallas most recently. Um, it, it sucks, man. He was fighting for so long to get back to playing and it's just not working out for him. And um, I guess it's one of those things like hockey's a game where you rarely get to ever go out on your own terms, you know? So um, 
good career though 11 seasons man no joke so what do you think about that yeah like you said he was a great player his whole career and it, it kind of like takes me like it reminds me like like basketball guys like they're they're huge obviously even bigger than him and it's always it's a lot of times knee problems for them so for him going up and down at a six seven six seven frame for 11 years or well 11 plus whatever 18 years before that he was playing um probably so almost 30 years we'll call it of going up and down in your crease sliding post to post and then training every day on top of that you're, you're gonna wear out in such a big body too it uh there's a lot of weight to carry on those knees and so yeah over time they're gonna get beat up but yeah he had a unbelievable career and definitely a goalie that uh the people will look back at and uh down the road and say yeah he was a, he was a legit tender in the league for sure yeah so side question um what are your thoughts on big goalies now i know there was a trend like we got to get the biggest goalie that sort of stuff and now it's kind of trending the other way just the best goalie doesn't matter the size what do you think having shot on and played against so many different goalies um where do you stand on that kind of debate bigger goalie is like less appealing um for a shooter to look at obviously you don't see as much net um it really depends though. Like you can get a big guy who can be slower. Sometimes you can get these incredible athletic ones that can move all over. So I think as a shooter, you're, you'd rather look at a smaller goalie. You want to see as much of the net as you can when you're trying to pick a shot. Um, Obviously every goalie has their different talents and stuff like that, but just solely going off of what I'd like to look at when I go down, I'm definitely more afraid if, uh, if the guy is bigger than rather than smaller, right? Just, I don't know. It's just a visual thing. Obviously everyone has holes in them. You just got to find them, but to see more of them and kind of feel like you have more of an option makes you more comfortable. Yep. Okay. Bigger goalie, bigger five hole usually too though. Yeah. Yeah. You got to move them and then slip it five cheese. Yeah. Now next headline, uh, Jason Spetz's six game suspension for kneeling, sorry, kneeing Neil Pionk in the head. And, and he is appealing the suspension, but I'm sure you've seen the clip of this, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was coming. Obviously, Pionk kind of had it coming, right? But huh. yeah, I don't even know really. I, all I know is Spetz was having a hell of a year before this. So I feel like whenever he comes back, even after his suspension, I think he'll still be a rock star out there. He's, it seems like he's getting better with age at this point right now. He had kind of few rough years, but now he's buzzing. I'll get, Oh, I want to hear your take more on the suspension. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess too, I think it'll get lower to five games with the appeal, but (laughs) I think, yeah, he definitely deserves a suspension for that. But then my question is uh, you see Lemieux get, what did he get three games for biting? How many games will Lemieux get for biting? What's worse, especially in COVID, biting or, or a knee to the head on, you know, what wasn't even clearly unintentional. Like, yeah, he was trying to run him, but not trying to knee him in the head. Whereas the bite is an intentional bite and it's in COVID. So that's kind of my thing is how is that three games and then the knee is six? That's my only question about it. No, the, the bite was five games. The bite was five? Okay, my mistake. So, I mean, even still. It's still less, still less. I mean, yeah. I don't think you can really bite in the NHL. Um, I also don't think you can knee somebody in the face. So, yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of both. Um, but I, I do think you're right. I don't know. It's hard to say. There's a lot of 
suspensions happening in our league right now too. So, well, that's like, that's I don't know. I also it's wanted the time to, of year. I wanted to get into that one, but in a, in a minute, first, I just want to, we got to bring in the manscape ad this week and we got a new one cards. So, Hey fellas, right. this episode of Showbound is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, <laughs> manscaped the global leaders in below the waist grooming are leaving 2021 with the new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra premium body wash. Also, special offer alert, use the code SHOWBOUND for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. Cards, have you used the the body wash yet? They've sent it to us. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We talked about it, I think, in a previous episode. It's good, eh? You, You smell good? Yeah, I smell great every day. It smells like the cologne, but like it's all over your body and like obviously a lesser version of like how it smells. But it's it's unbelievable, man. I I love using it and I love the uh the bottle it's into. It's like legit. Feels nice. Yeah, it's pretty high end. Anyway, 2022 yeah. is on its way, and the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way of making this year your best yet. 2021 sucked, and that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game. Their signature lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its path. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's even waterproof. This tool is amazing and I'm confident using the 4.0 to leave 2021 and my gross pubes with it. You know what else I'm confident about? smelling like a million bucks. You may be asking how, and I'm happy you did. I use the Manscaped Refined Cologne with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, a great compliment to your collection. Let's talk about being clean, feeling, and smelling good. The new Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine, but in the shower. I shower every day and hope you do too. This body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. With Manscaped, you'll be a brand new man and ready to kick all the gross hair and smells out with 2021. Use the code SHOWBOUND for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. I'm all in on confidence and smelling good this year. Join me with Manscaped. Once again, 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. Happy New Year to your balls. Um, let's really get the Manscaped sales going. Hey, everyone should be getting your New Year going with Manscaped. Now, like I was kind of mid-transitioning to before I read that, uh, OHL suspensions you were talking about, and I did want to talk about this one. And I know as an OHL player for you, it's a little tougher. So if you don't want to talk about it, I can kind of take it on. But the Arbor Jacki Kitchen Ranger Montreal Canadiens prospect suspension for um a gesture after a fight against mark woolley of owen sound i'm sure you've seen that yeah i saw the fight it was it was like those are those are the two biggest heavyweights in the league uh like in my opinion anyway i like if you go watch a bunch of ohl games i'd say they're definitely the two guys that you wouldn't fight in the league right now so uh to see them kind of go toe to toe there it was it was like a battle of a fight too they were throwing haymakers the whole time and i think obviously uh jack i got the got the winning punch but you know it was a it was a really good fight yeah and then so for the listeners who don't know after the fight so arbor jack i kind of knocked knocked him out really like quick quick knock to the ground and then he did a like a sleeping gesture to the crowd and then he was suspended do you know how many games it was more than five i think there was a five 
Either I'm way. not too sure. Yeah, it was I like know a he's hefty suspension, right? Um, yeah, I, I know he's making his return to the against Owen Sound too. Is his first oh, game? Oh, okay, that's a setup. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Now, do you, do you have a take on that suspension for that, or do you do you want to? No, I'll I'll uh, I'll just keep my mouth and my words yeah. out of that one. <laughs> now, okay, I I'll, I I want to give my take. I think I know the OHL is trying to crack down on fighting, but I I don't think that that was suspendable. I mean, like it, you may maybe not for that long. It, it you celebrate after a fight. That's essentially what it was. He celebrated after the fight, and yeah, it was maybe like in bad taste because it was like a a bit of a knockout punch, but. At the same time, if fighting's allowed, then that that's allowed until you like take fighting out of the rules. How is that suspendable? In my opinion, it's it's allowed in the game right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder too. What do you think? Do you think there's any chance that they uh, gas fighting in the OHL? I think it's coming at some point. I don't think it'll be this or next year, but I think it's it's definitely going that way. Or it gets it, the next kind of step towards that is everybody gets one fight. You know how. People might not know this. People, you have three fights until you're suspended in the O. But I think right. it might be changed at some point to you get one, and then everything after is a suspension. I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that too. I, I, another thing that I talk about too, I could see the OHL going to cages maybe potentially or something like that in a few years, just for like insurance reasons. Really, I, mean, I don't I, know. I man. guess they do it in the NCAA. I could definitely see that happening. Like. It's like, especially, I, I thought it might have happened this year, honestly, with COVID. I mean, just, just like less like kind of projecting. And, and there was talks of like, there was a bunch of rumors going around last year. If the OHL was going to happen, we'd have to wear like fish bowls and stuff to keep, to kind of keep our air and our spit inside, inside our own helmets rather than getting on everyone. But no, yeah. so I, I thought it was definitely a possibility this year. And I mean, why shouldn't everyone rock my style from the 18, 19 season with the spirit? I had to wear a fish bowl, so. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it would be hard for the OHL. I guess it would probably be like a CHL thing. It would be hard for them to tell the players now, like you have to wear a fishbowl or a cage um, in a permanent way. Like if it's just COVID, I bet the players would be behind that. But after being able to wear the visor, it'll be hard. But I get what you're saying. Insurance-wise, in the NCAA, they do it. Um, you know the OJ, the OJHL only switched like five or six years ago and it was, it was grandfather rule. So like, if you had the visor, you could still wear it until you were out. Oh uh, yeah. So, that, so that's a, the way bunch of, yeah. a bunch of leagues have gone to it. Like a lot of the junior leagues in the world, like junior a and junior B, like I know the Goge's cages, the OJ's cages. I think one of the, like, I, I think the Noge though, and the um, CCHL are both visors, but uh, yeah. enough of that talk. Let's move on. Yeah, it, it is interesting, though. And then the other one I wanted to mention that the Barry Colts, winners of five in a row, and, and goalie Matt Goose, the goalie of the week. So <laughs> you want to talk about the Colts? The boys are absolutely rolling now. Yeah, we're buzzing a little bit right now. We had two big wins kind of before our last three. We had a big break because of the cancellations, as everyone knows, with Sudbury. But we took down number 10 in the country two weeks ago, Hamilton. Um, and then to beat North Bay back to back and they're uh, sixth in the country right now. And they were their first in, uh, in the East. So helps us in the standings, keeps us rolling. Um, I think we're just, we're just starting to play really good hockey. And like you said, Matt Gusta, he was stellar this weekend and 
goes back to big goalies. I think having him back there is like really nice for us. He's, he's a big goalie. It makes you really comfortable. He, he's really tough to score on in practice. So I can only imagine how the other teams feel in games. Um, although I did tear him apart every time I played him in my career, but uh, we'll, we'll keep that uh, aside, but no, he, he's an amazing goalie to have back there for us. And I think he's going to be rock solid for us all year. And from what we've seen, there's uh, no doubt about that. And yeah, the boys are just looking to keep rolling here. Can you give the listeners an insight into your own mind right now as the season's going, how you're doing, how your confidence is? I know you have high expectations for yourself as you should. So do you want to talk about that, how it's going for you personally? Yeah, it's been all right. Like, I mean, we had a tough start our team wise, like how we were in the standing, like we were really low down. Like we have some games in hand now. We're like mid pack. We have a ton of games in hand with points, like big points on the line that can really get us up there in the in the standings is which we want. Um, but for me personally, you know what? Like, obviously it hasn't been my greatest start, but like, I feel like, and this is one for the younger listeners to kind of like listen to and just, you, you can't really dwell on it. Right. You just have to kind of move forward and roll with the punches. So if you don't get the bounces there, it's going to flip. And like, you see it with Matthews this year, he had like a slow start. Marner had a slow start and they just, they kind of picked it up as they went along. Same with Crosby. Crosby had a slow start. Now I think he's up to a point per game. So you just got to stick with what you do um, well and just, play the game the exact same way you normally would don't switch anything up don't try to do all these miraculous changes but for me yeah like bounces maybe haven't gone my way a few goals got called off um couple posts couple crossbars for sure that i'd like to have back but um no the bigger thing is teams rolling we're on five game win streak so i'm just super excited about that and i think as long as i take care of myself as a player and just be a pro off the ice um, the production will pick up. Yeah. And that kind of leads me into talking about mental confidence, the, the mental side of the game, where when you're struggling, when an athlete is struggling with their own play and confidence, you have to, like, you can talk about this, about it's similar to what you just said, not dwelling on all, oh, like I'm, I'm goalless in my last 10. Like you, when you're thinking like that, it holds you back. Can you talk about how you go into the game with the, the mindset of, you know, you're forgetting about that and how to control your, your mental game a little bit to keep you fresh and, and the best that you can be. Yeah. Like as much as you want to be like discouraged and stuff, when maybe you're a point guy and you're not getting points or you're a goalie letting in pucks or you're a D man getting minuses, like whatever you do best, you want to do best in your category. So for people mentally when they're kind of battling that it's it's more or less just yourself like you just have to be grateful to, for the opportunity you're getting to play hockey every day I feel like professional athletes included like any any sport you're doing what you love every day and and that's what you get to do so to be worried about not getting a point last game seems a little bit kind of ridiculous for me I, I, I've done it in the past I, I've done it before and you have a bad game you're going to worry about it or be mad at yourself but I think the quicker you can forget about it and say listen I'm, I'm playing hockey tomorrow I get to go to the rink and do it all over again I have another opportunity at it and that's how you're going to be successful you just have to think forward you have to think okay 
yeah, yesterday wasn't great, but today's going to be my best game ever. And I think if you go in with that confidence and that mental side of the game, everything will take care of itself and you'll find yourself more consistently playing better games. Yep. Well said. And uh, anything uh, just as an OHL player, anything you want to talk about right now that's happening in the OHL before we kind of move into some fan questions, some predictions, that sort of stuff. Like what's up in the O, some inside OHL stuff from Ethan Cardwell. Uh, What's going on in the OHL? Hmm. Not a heck of a lot. I think everyone's just trying to uh, kind of stay safe and kind of get through to the Christmas break and uh, situate everything out after that. I know the trade deadlines kind of, it comes up quick on you after the Christmas break. So I think there will be a lot more to talk about as we uh, get towards that date. And there will be uh, probably a lot of my buddies, as I know a lot of the guys in the league moving around and we can talk yeah. about all that, but for now, uh, pretty quiet. Yeah. I mean, it's no secret. Barry's, you know, shaping up for a run. So it's pretty likely some guys are going to get moved. Um, I, is there any concern? I'm starting to hear a little bit more of this, that, stuff's going to go down with COVID and, and mess up the rest of the season. Is, is there any talk of that or thoughts of that? There hasn't been any worry or anything in the dressing room. You know, we're following our protocols, just wearing our masks, kind of doing everything to the best of our abilities to keep it from coming to that. Obviously we don't know what the provincial government is going to do or our counties. Um, so from me, I can't say what's going to happen. I have no idea. Um, do I want to keep the fans in the crowd and finish this season the way it's going so far? Absolutely. But at the same time, we need to keep everybody happy and healthy, um, especially around Christmas time right now. So to answer your question, more or less, there's no worry in our dressing room or anything like that, but um, we don't know anything. So, yeah. I'm a little nervous the way things are going with the numbers right now and the Omicron variant. I'm nervous for, the next couple months of how things are going to go down. Um, so I, I have no clue. Uh, my mom's on me every day about not going out and not doing stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been cooped up in the apartment. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we can move it into some fan questions here. We, some extra fan questions that we didn't get to last week when we took them. And then we got some <laughs> NHL and OHL predictions to get to. And um, first fan question, I thought this one was great. What's something you just hate paying for? Gas. Okay. That was one of the first things that came to my mind. And I always tell my mom I want a Tesla so I don't have to pay for gas. Yeah. I've been saying for a while a Tesla is going to be my next car. Now, my answer to that was actually kind of all car stuff. Um, Like oil changes, insurance. I don't know how much you pay for, but like like tire storage. When I get my tires changed, I have to store my winter tires or store my non-winter tires. All these little extra costs. Um. I just can't stand it, man, because it's already so expensive just between buying the car and then the insurance and the gas. Now I'm paying 400 bucks for an oil change. My windshield got cracked last week, like all sorts of just nonsense. Yeah, don't get me don't get me started because I got a hefty bill coming my way tomorrow. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And even just remember a few weeks ago, I sent you that's not my car got like totally so, wouldn't work when I was in the middle of Halliburton, Ontario and middle of the night. I was completely screwed. Um Anyway, so that I'd say that one. Anything else come to mind while we're on the topic? Stuff we hate paying for. Um, hmm. That's definitely the first one that kind of comes to mind. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's just an easy one for me. That's the only thing I like. I don't mind paying for other things. That one's just a kick in the. Yeah, I agree. I mean, every time I see my credit card bill every month, I'm like, how is it so high? I yeah, you think it's high for you too. Try filling up for a hundred dollars once a week. Stop. Yeah, yeah, your cart eats gas. Eh? Yeah. Um. Okay, moving on. We we actually already answered this one earlier, but where do you get your news? Twitter. Yeah, same. Honestly, um, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this one's pretty funny. Best prank stories, maybe best prank you've pulled or best one you've heard. Oh, I can go first. I have one loaded up. Yeah, if you got one in your head, fire away. I and I had completely forgot about this one until this question came up. So back when I was in first year at Brock and I was living on campus there, um, there's a big gray tower called the schmann tower it's where the library is and it's named after arthur schmann who like helped found brock university and he's passed away um now a while ago and there's these scary looking tunnels uh, under the tower like really creepy um the lights flicker there's like secret entrances to even get in there and i had convinced my friends who i lived on the same floor with that it was his tomb uh like arthur schmann's tomb was under the tower um so i had i would take them down me and my roommate we would take them down to the tunnels i would go and lead them on like this tour through these scary i, I gotta show you these videos long short thin hallways like long uh short ceiling thin hallways of just brick with the lights flickering and my buddy would go and he would actually flick the lights on and off from uh the other side and we would just scare everybody and they all believed it that that his tomb was there and stuff and they'd be running out screaming and stuff so it's kind of like a harmless prank not even a hockey prank but that was a great one back in first year that is pretty good that's greasy too by you just scumming everyone there (laughs) just making them crap their pants but i think i think for me like i've seen so many pranks over the years um some funny ones some that are like kind of mean like i don't know but like i think my biggest like I don't know. I always like the minor hockey pranks. Like when we were like kids and we'd be in like the hotel for a tournament and we, I don't know. So one time, like you always nick your dine doors, like random uh, rooms at the hotel and you're just running down the hallway as fast as you can. So we did a leaner. So we filled up a bucket of water and leaned it against the door and knocked on the door. We thought it was our buddy's room. And this is when we were like, this is when we were like 12. So we were so scared. And we thought it'd be funny to like go just around the corner and watch his reaction. So we, knock run hide behind the corner some massive man just pops out furious and this was like kind of late at night it might have been like 11 and pops out just losing his mind chases us down the hall kind of chased us all around the hotel so maybe not an ideal prank for people to pull unless they have their facts straight first i guess yeah you gotta know the room that's a tough but you're lucky you didn't get beat up <laughs> yeah i'm sure the 50 year old man might go easy on some 12 year olds yeah imagine you just probably... start wailing on the kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we definitely would have been ridiculed from head to toe oh that's funny man um i got in trouble once with just like the most what i thought was harmless when i was in florida with with my brother i was like a, i don't know he must have been like 12 or 13 i was probably like 10 we were kids and we just did this stupid like push all the buttons on the elevator you know and, and there was no one in the elevator with us but then when we get to one of the floors a lady came in so we just bolted out knowing that like we had pushed all the things and screwed her over and i guess she watched us run into like the condo we were at 
So she ended up knocking on the door and my brother and I were just hiding in the closet at that point, knowing it was kind of coming. Um, and she was just screaming at like my mom who was kind of covering for me a little bit. Um, I mean, she didn't know what we did. Not that it was like that big of a deal. This place was like seven floors, by the way. Um, anyway, but yeah, like, come on, we were kids. She was like, just let us like, you really followed us to our place and started yelling at my mom. Anyway, yeah. not even a prank. A that was stupid. <laughs> um, have you been in contact with San Jose at all this season? Yeah. Um, we talked throughout the year, just kind of talk about my game, how it's trending, what I need to do. Um, but yeah, there's definitely talk between the player. I think any draftee kind of talks to their team and they kind of give feedback on how the play is going and uh, what we need to uh, work on to make it even better. Actually, I have a funny um, going. It's not a prank. Just one more to mention. This is hilarious. So, do you, do you know Jerome Dupont? Did he ever coach you there? No, but I know who I've heard of him. <laughs> okay, so JD, he's our assistant coach at Brock now, and he used to play for the Leafs. And obviously, um, you know, like we got to go into the Maple Leafs alumni lounge when uh, the Gavin guys took us out to the game and stuff. So I come back in the room, like in the coach's room, and I'm talking all about our time in the alumni lounge, eating Harbor 60 steaks, all this. And JD had never been in the alumni lounge. Now, he'd only played, I think, 80 games for the Leafs. He was with Chicago most of his career. And they said you had to play 100 games to get in the lounge. Um, <laughs> but if you play 80, like, and you come in the lounge, you're not going to say no. So anyway, so the next week, he goes to the Leafs games, and he goes in, in the alumni lounge or whatever. Now he's going, like, every week to the games and, and going in the alumni no, lounge. No, he's not. All the time. And, and he always – he comes back, and he's, like, telling the guys in the – whoever's in our coaching room at the time, like, what the food was like, what they – oh, you know, going in the lounge, like – this guy was there. I ate this roast beef and all that. I'm like, Oh, I know about that JD. Like I'm in, I, I was like, I was in there before you. Like I always, I always riff him like, Oh yeah. Like I know what it's like in there. You don't have to tell me. And he gets mad because he earned it. Right. Like this guy made it to the NHL and earned it. And I, <laughs> I just went in with, with the Gavin guys. So I'm always kind of busting about that. I'm like, yeah, I know I had Harbor 60 steak in there before you even went inside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it in his face. So, so that's funny. He's a good guy, but it's funny. Cause like, obviously that would piss him off. He actually like earned the right to be in there. And I didn't. He um, just strolled in because we have a podcast and we just talk nonsense for an hour and got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So that's classic. Um, who will win the world juniors? This is a t- tough one, but you go first. Canada. Yeah. You gotta say, gotta say Canada. Now, now the thing is the USA roster looks unreal. I looked no, at it today. No. And I hate I hate to admit it. It looks so good. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> Not compared to Can. I think I don't think USA's I don't know if they have it this year. Like I don't know if they I'm gonna say I'll just give my predictions right now. Um I'm gonna say Canada. Canada wins. I'm not even sure how it works. Let's just make our predictions like the week before because I want to know how the brackets are going to work for crossover games and stuff. So yeah. I don't want to make a fool of myself right now, but we'll do that the week before. But yeah, Canada, you have Canada, obviously, too. Yeah, I'm saying Canada wins, Cole Perfetti, 15 points. I was good. I said, yeah, I said 14. If they play seven games, 14, I, I like 15, too. I, I think he's two over two points a game. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, some NHL predictions, and then we'll get some OHL predictions, and we'll we'll wrap it up. But what will the Stanley Cup final be, and the winner? Oh, well, let's hear yours. I know you've been thinking about it all day. 
Uh, I mean, I keep flip-flopping on this, but I, I, I think now I know Florida Colorado. Avalanche. What was that? Florida Avalanche. Okay. Okay, I was going to say Colorado too, but I'm not saying Florida. Now, it's funny because Colorado is not off to the, the start, I guess, that they had wanted, but I do think, especially with their recent playoff experience, I think they definitely have what it takes. I think Colorado and Washington. Oh, wow. I'm going to say, like, Washington's on a tear. No one's stopping Ovechkin. Um, How good does he look? He, he's getting – he's literally like a fine wine, eh? He's just getting yeah. better with age. Um, so, I think Colorado, Washington, and Colorado wins. Who do you think wins? Florida. Tippy. It's going to be a cup champ this summer. Okay. I, I would love that. That would be good. Um, but, yeah, I think – I think it's Colorado's time. I, I really wanted to say the Leafs when I was thinking about this, and I still do. Like, I just – I know I couldn't say it on the pod, but on the inside, the Leafs. Yeah, on the inside, you're hoping for it. Actually, too, I want to give Newhook some love, too. He's been playing unbelievable lately, scoring all the time. Um, yeah, so, if that's the cup final, if that's the cup final, maybe we'll have to get the both of the boys on at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that would be crazy. That would actually do massive numbers if we had both in, like, one episode. Oh, Yeah. Okay, maybe we orchestrate that a little bit. Um, all right, next up we got who will finish the season with the most goals? Ovechkin. I think he has oh. like the stamina, Outlast, Drysaddle, McDavid, those guys. Um, who do you think? I think, and not surprising coming from me, I think Austin Matthews. I think he's – yeah, you're laughing, but, man, he's scoring like a goal a game now. Sometimes yeah, you're right. I think it's it's between those four, McDavid, Dreisaitl, um, Matthews, and Ovi. But I'm going to say Ovi. I think he just, like, he wants it so bad right now. Like, all he does. Of, every, every goal he scores, it seems like he's that much closer. So, I think he's so hungry. I think he'll keep scoring. I would love it to be Ovi, if I'm being honest. Like, I'd love to see it. I am rooting for him to break the record, no doubt. So, that would be nasty. And, and that's what he's playing for, man. Like, he, obviously, he wants to win a cup, but he's playing for that record. And you know he's not retiring until he gets it. No, I think he'll get it. Yeah. Um, who's going to finish with the most points then? In the regular season? or Yeah, regular player? season player most points. Oh, player. McDavid. Player. Okay, McDavid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to say Dreisaitl. All right. <laughs> yeah. Either those two are nasty, man. Um, yeah. Who will miss playoffs? Who was supposed to make it? I don't know. Like, I don't know, actually. I'll skip this one. You you pick one. Yeah, I already thought about it. I, th- I was saying Philly. I think going into the season, everyone kind of thought Philly was going to make the playoffs, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's one, like, I don't even know, really, because, like, I don't know who's supposed to make it, who's not supposed to. Like, I know Vegas is struggling right now, but, like, they'll figure it out. Yeah, they're on the edge right now. Like, I don't even know if they're in a playoff spot. They might be in the last one. Um, no, yeah, they're, they haven't heart- started too well, but I, I think – I, I, I think they'll make it, so I don't think it's an issue right now, but I'll see Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle, my favorite team, man. Um, <laughs> I know. And then on the opposite end of that question, who will make the playoffs who wasn't supposed to make it? You could say Seattle. <laughs> Seattle, no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the Sharks are going to be a team who's on the bubble. Um, obviously, I'm rooting for them to make the playoffs, and – I think they will. Like, they have such a good team there. Team O'Meyer is playing unbelievable this year, too. So, they play structured, good hockey, like, not very high-scoring games. So, I think they'll I think they'll make it. Um, I'm not sure who – if people had them penciled to make it or not, but – I think people did. 
no, I and I think they're a team that will for sure. Them, LA as well. Both those teams like have been looking good compared oh, to what the they Ducks should be. Too. All the California's buzzing. Um, yeah, I was thinking Detroit. They've kind of been written off like they're in this long rebuild, but man, with with the guys they've picked up like Raymond and Sider, who have just been nasty, like young guys who can step in and dominate. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but if they did at this point. I wouldn't be surprised, and I think a lot of people would be. So they're they are a team that isn't expected to, and I think they might just slip in. Yeah, um, no, I think San Jose is a, a good pick, and it, even though obviously you're a little biased, it actually is a good pick. Like I was thinking, San Jose too. Yeah, like um, San Jose, yeah. and then obviously like Anaheim too. I uh, imagine the Canucks make it too. They're on a heater right now with Boudreaux. Yeah, like Canucks complete culture change, and you know within a few days and now they're they're turning it around and Demco's lighting it up so um you know if they manage to somehow make the playoffs like that'd be kind of kind of crazy like St. Louis from a few years ago when they came from last place in January to win win the Stanley Cup like it's been done before yeah um so yeah change our prediction for the Stanley Cup to to Vancouver now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) okay some mid-season OHL predictions same same kind of questions OHL final and winner. Now this this one you pretty much have to say very like Colts beat Knights in the final. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um I think the Knights are gonna be in there and maybe like it's hard to not say Kingston, right? Um, what, you you don't think the Colts are gonna do it? Are you insane? I would love I mean the Colts are obviously my favorite team in the league. Um, I want. I would love to see the moves at the deadline. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts won with the, the way your team is structured. Um, yeah, we're we're like, I don't know. I feel like we're winning games like playoff style. Like if you watch those North Bay games from this week, they were like hard nosed hockey. And I think especially like going back to Goose having him, it's like like a key piece to like kind of shut it down when we're like playing those tight games. Okay, here's a question. And not that you'll have the answer for this, but OHL Live, the streaming service to watch OHL games. Is it still called OHL Live, by the way? Yeah, I think so. Um, It costs money to watch OHL games online. My question is, is it better for the OHL if the games are free? You can watch the games for free. Now you'll have more people watching them because they're free. And with more people watching, you actually make the money back from ads. You just run ads. Like the OHL can run their league-wide ads on it. It's free. They make their money off of ads. And now they're growing the game because many people who wouldn't watch the OHL because they don't want to pay for it would now be watching the OHL. What do you think of that? Yeah. I would. Anything that makes more people watch our games, I, I appreciate and love. So maybe we'll have to get you a job at the – the offices in the OHL and you can, you can make that happen, but I, I think right. it'd be I good and they, they wouldn't lose money. Like you'd make the same amount of money just off running ads. I think, I think they would or close, but you'd be growing the game and then the ads are worth more anyway. Cause there's more ad, eyes on it. Well, it's, um, it's crazy too, though. Like the NHL charges too, like NHL live, AHL live, everyone's doing it. So I feel like it would be a bit like out of pocket for them to kind of go off on their own and do their own thing. But, but then I is def- it a competitive advantage? Now you're the only one that's offering it for free and everyone's watching you. Well, it's a good thing. We're not working for the marketing team at the OHL, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that one just popped in my head. Um, yeah. I mean, you know me, I love Marty. I love all the guys in the Colts that I got to meet. It's my favorite organization in the league right now. Like I love them. So I would love the Colts to win. It would be sick to get a championship there and Barry. 
Um, yeah. But London's nasty. <laughs> like, London's good. And you know London's going to bulk up at the deadline. Like, so we'll see. Anyway, um, who's going to finish the OHL season with the most goals? I'll let you do all these. Probably Ethan Cardwell. Good, <laughs> good second half coming. I think yeah, I, I, I think um uh maybe Evangelista. I mean he's missing some some time with the uh world juniors, but no he, like he didn't make it. He didn't make the team? No. Are you sure about that? Yeah. How did he not make the team? He's so good. Okay, and then I'm sticking with Evangelista. Yeah, well that's a pretty good pick. I agree with you. Like he's he's a good shooter, he plays a good two hundred foot game, he's a good player overall. And uh who finishes with the most points? Maybe Cozy. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, man. Yeah, Brandon that's another showbound bump, eh? Showbound alum. Yeah, signs uh, with the shark, so. I don't know if you saw too, but today Riley Damiani and Ty Delandria got called up to the Dallas Stars, two showbound alum as well. Yeah, I was pumped when I saw that. I was in the car. I was like, oh, perfect. Two showbound alum making the NHL jump, and that'll be uh, Dammer's first games. So, congrats. Yeah. We, yeah, we should get them back on, some Dallas boys. Um, okay, and then the last OHL prediction question, who will go on an unexpected run? Mm. The OHL is like the most unpredictable league in that sense, man, because you I never know. know like it's, it's, like, it's like half the teams go for it and like half the teams just sell. So it's, yeah. it's hard to it's, – it's so hard to make that prediction. Um, I think Mississauga is a good team under the radar. I don't know if they're going to go for it or not, whatever – but they're a team who's been winning a lot and a team who plays like a good low, low scoring hockey game. Um, that, that's too much of a, I think, I think we should regroup these questions after the deadline. Maybe I could give you a better answer. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get back to it. I had Mississauga written down, so I'm, I'm sticking with Mississauga. I agree. I've seen them play a few games this year already. I've seen them pump the ice dogs a couple of times, like eight one. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they can play man. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of it for OHL stuff, NHL. Stuff. Anything else we want to talk about right now? I, I don't want to. No. Um, yeah, I think we're I good. We've, I think we've been talking for too long, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take take it and exit it if that's okay with you. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so I guess everyone's kind of sick of hearing our voices by now. So I just like to say, have a great week, and we'll see you back here next time. <laughs> <laughs>